This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. What? <laughs> Switching things up. This week, <laughs> we're going back to the future. <laughs> can I just... just awesome. I, 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 it was an honorable mention for me, but can I just say that I was disappointed that the second one does not end with the Huey Lewis and the new song? No. Was there ZZ Tubbs? There was a there was a Van Halen. Yeah, there was no power of love or anything. Yeah, yeah. In many ways, this movie is far less superior than the first one. But it's got its moments. And we'll start talking about it. But first, let's do the the specs here. This movie came out in 1989, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale. Three more of the credits. Who I don't want to click this link. God damn it! <laughs> uh, just those two, I guess. Oh, and screenplay by Bob Gale. So anyway, those guys. Starring mm. M- Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Thomas F. Wilson, Elizabeth Shue, and James Tolkien. I don't think I knew Strickland's name was James Tolkien. Did he write the Lord of the Rings? We don't know that. Yes. <laughs> Yes. He both pronounced and spells his name differently, sir. <laughs> uh, Billy Zane and Elijah Wood. <laughs> yes, let's not forget. Yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> not Crispin Glover. Uh, not Crispin Glover, which I have stuff to talk about that as mm-hmm. we get to it. But uh, uh, Alex, this was your movie. Uh, we'll talk about it. I love this movie. Well, the whole trilogy, you could argue that it's one of the best trilogies of all time. Definitely. Right under right under Star Wars for me. Uh, but yeah, my, my parents and we all loved Back to the Future. The first one then it said, you know, to be continued at the end of the movie. And it's like, well, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of boastful movies out there. They thought they were going to start a franchise and nothing came of it. But, you know, we held hope. And then, lo and behold, a few years later, Back to the Future 2, we watched the trailer and went bananas. I've seen this movie I don't know how many times. Yeah, and that... So, I have a little different view on that to be continued. I remember that was the first time I was knowledgeable that there would be a sequel. And I would be like, when's it going to come out? When's it going to come out? And as a kid, and I think it's like five years difference. That's an eternity. Yeah. So it wasn't like I didn't know of many you know, people saying stuff that weren't going to happen. So I was just looking forward to all the time, all the time. And then I do remember when the announcement came and that they were doing two and one was a Western and stuff. I didn't realize that they came out within like six months of each other or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, they're definitely looking forward to this movie when it came out. I, I must have seen it in the theater. I know the first one I did. The first one was on home video. Mm-hmm. This one I must have seen in the uh, movie theater. For, yes, definitely saw this one in the theater. I, yeah, the first one, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm talking about it. I like the, 
I probably liked it more as a kid, but as I've gotten older, it it doesn't hold up. And the story that with his parents and everything makes the first movie like to me a far superior film. But that doesn't mean this movie's not good. It's still good. And I agree with Alex. It's one of the best trilogies out there, uh, with great characters and everything. I just it's it's not the first one. All right, Scott, what's your history? Um, yeah, I think I was also excited to learn about the the idea that oh, there's there's another one coming. Um, I probably like didn't really even remember the first one <laughs> when I went to the theaters to see the second one. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like in a lot of ways the second one is more accessible, um, at least to a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was probably why I was was more excited for the second one and then the, the third one, uh, being just old enough to to recognize some of the the tropes they play on for for that one with all the western stuff. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I can see why this is a, a I, I, you can't call it a cult classic. Um, it, it made too much money and it was too popular. Um, but but it is there's something refreshing about sitting down to watch this. Um, you know the Spielberg stuff where it's it's action and adventure, but without like people murdering each other or or, or superheroes <laughs> throwing throwing each other like across the you know football field length like uh yeah battlefields it's it's just kind of nice that, that they're they're more like closer to real human beings <laughs> doing stuff um mm-hmm. you know uh like indiana jones so still still kind of larger than life but um you know something different than, than the prototypical action yeah and i'm gonna get to it later too with this movie probably people have learned more for about time travel you know fictional time travel from this movie <laughs> than anything else would even make fun of that right later in avengers endgame but like this whole alternate timeline stuff i think they explained it perfectly in this movie and i think most people get their time travel logic from this movie i, agree. I mean because the first one's very basic they just go back in time all right don't mess you know don't change the past or anything and then go forward this one was a lot of different... Yeah, it's so cool. All right, well, let's get into mm-hmm. it. Let's each talk about our seven items that we like about this. Why am I messing this up? Let's talk... <laughs> I accept the we each talk about one, seven items from this movie. So, Alex, what's number seven? My number seven is I love old Biff <laughs> from the future, from 2015. Biff. It's freaking hilarious. Something awful familiar about all this. <laughs> when Marty's riding around the hoverboard and getting chased yeah. around by Griff's goons. <laughs> then when he goes back to 1955 <laughs> and he sees uh, his younger self, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, just a sweet, very evil old man. Yeah, definitely more yeah. to say about Biff. All right, then I'll hold off on that because I have a couple things to say, too. Yeah. Ooh. Um, all right, I'll go next. And my biggest gripe with this movie is no Crispin Glover and very little Leah Thompson. Like as I said, in the original movie, it's it's Doc and Marty, but it is also those two as well. And I think that's what makes it a timeless movie. In this movie, I mean, I know there were contract disputes with Crispin Glover or whatever happens, whatever it was. But even Leah Thompson is in it. She's how long is she in it for? Like four minutes if that. Um, I, she, yeah. she's got a bigger run than that but yeah she definitely doesn't have the the same uh, yeah same screen time so. she does in the first one although technically and, they're 
I, I mean, how I, I don't remember the first movie well enough to say what is new. Sure. I mean, obviously, I obviously they, they reshot some of it to get like different angles. So I wouldn't count that necessarily, but. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, uh, like, I wonder if Crispin Glover gets paid for those, even though he wasn't in it, if they're reshowing the scene when he punches out Biff and stuff. Does he get, did he get paid for that second time? Yeah. I wonder. Uh, probably. Yeah. Because it's in, it's in the second movie. Plus, okay. I mean, he won, he won the lawsuit. This is why you can't use a celebrity's image without actually paying for it. All right. But was that because of that scene or when they hung the guy upside down pretending to be him? Uh, yeah, I don't know which likeness, but yeah. they definitely showed his likeness without his permission. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, to me, that's that's the one big downfall I'd say is you don't get him at all and her, you get very little of, not nearly as much as you do in the first movie. Uh, Scott, what's your number seven? All right. Uh, my number seven, um, I had forgotten uh, about, I hadn't seen this in a long time, I'd forgotten how much work the movie puts into setting up the third one. Um, you, you know, yeah. no, you know, having seen both movies multiple times now, it's, it's very easy to spot all that stuff. But I wonder like at the time if people were like reading into anything, um, because the movie goes out of its way to, to do certain things um, like, uh, you know, you have Doc Brown talking about how the Wild West is his favorite <laughs> time period that he wants to go back to and how he wants to, um, figure out women instead of science. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just basically setting up the the whole movie. The 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 brief thing about Biff or not Biff about uh, Buford Tannen, uh, fastest gun in the West in the in the casino. Uh, uh, the scene where they're in the hot tub and they're watching. Um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, they're watching yeah. the Clint Eastwood. The is it, I always get the names confused. It, it's Yo Jimbo. Yeah, is it is it fistful of dollars? I don't remember which sure. one it is either. Yeah. It's just not good, bad, and the ugly. I'll tell yeah, you that. But I don't remember which of the other two. <laughs> um, you know, setting that whole up. Um, just the 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 transition. Well, I'll talk more about that later. But the uh, the the uh, Western Union, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. It, it all. Um, is working hey, for the movie. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he does, he yeah. does laugh. <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> Want to go to the sister, grab some grip? Yeah. Also, you're saying the whole Western stuff, but actually the fact that Clint Eastwood himself, that's what he names himself, that right? That is true. In yeah, that, he does name himself. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. It's 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 kind of novel to, to see a movie work that hard specifically just to set up the next thing, you know, with them knowing that's how it was going to work. Uh, you know you you know we've we've seen all the stuff with like marvel and and the other stuff filmed simultaneously with like lord of the rings uh but for this like just to throw in elements specifically for that next movie uh, with no real payoff inside the the movie that you're watching uh is, is interesting it is, and it's not. It's in the same movie, but they were doing. They had little Easter eggs like that in the original one with like Lone Pine and Twin Pine, where. Right, but it's for the same movie. But, but so, yeah, but yeah, it's still yeah, there was, but see, I, right. So there was like the payoff in the same movie. Yeah, rewatchability and yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, Alex, number six. 
My number six is the amazing compositing work that they did for this movie. Like even for, I was able to stream at 4K and even at that high resolution in some shots, it was tough to tell. <laughs> like they did some a really, shots. Yeah. Not all of them, <laughs> but some shots looked really freaking good. Uh, it, it was, you know, awesome. I have the special edition D- DVDs where they actually break down, you know, all the layers and stuff that they have in a given scene. And it's a lot more than you think. <laughs> and not just the people. I wouldn't think because I don't even know how that shit works. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, um, my number six, and this is ridiculous. And Alex, when you posted in the group chat, we were on the same page here. Uh, the, the Marty McFly wearing the double tie. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I, I never even noticed that until this. It was the first time I noticed it. And then like a couple hours later, you and Brian were talking about it in the group chat. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really? You never noticed the double tie? I, well, I don't. Re- maybe I did, but I don't remember it. And then, uh, yeah, you guys probably may have more stuff to say about that house. But, yeah, basically, the double tie. I think it was, I think it was just to show that, like, being a corporate drone was that much worse in 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 2015. I guess, yeah, we should talk about that briefly. That this movie nowadays is in the past, which is scary. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so scary. It's like a distant past already. <laughs> Six years. In the future year of 1999. We definitely do not have the flying cars. You know, so no. this, <sighs> just, just real quick, because we're talking about that. Because at first when they, they leave Jennifer, like in the alleyway, I, I was thinking, wow, that's a super shitty thing to do. But then I thought to myself, like, oh, well, I guess like they must not have crime in Hill Valley. I didn't remember the movie that well, like this version of Hill Valley. No, no, they just leave her in an alley. It was still a fucked up thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, what we're on now? It dogs uh, after with that EKG reader. Yeah. Scott, number six. All right. Uh, so my number six is uh, yep. All the, all the compositing, all the the split screen, as as it were. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's fun to watch these characters play off each other. And you can see the the beginnings of of Ivan Reitman's obsession with this kind of thing. Um, as it's basically the only kind of movies he makes. Uh, Ivan Reitman, not Ivan Reitman. Um, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis? Sorry, okay. what did I say? Reitman. Was it Ghostbusters? Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Z- Ghostbusters. Sorry, I meant, I meant to say Zemeckis. Um, you know, like this old, like I, I don't know. Did so he did. Force Gump, obviously. The what was Multiplicity? That was Zemeckis too. Right? I think, I think that was Ivan was Reitman. Right no, actually, okay, I think so. Yeah, no, it's Harold Ramis. I think actually. I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, but you can see like he was almost more interested in that than than maybe some of the the magic of the first movie, like the kind of telling a story. Um, but it is it is fun to see. Uh, like the two Biffs um, is probably the best one because they're like completely different characters. Um, yeah. You know, the, some of it's more cute than other, like the Doc Brown scene uh, where the, the, the big, like, <laughs> like, so one of my favorite uh, 
subreddit names is black magic fuckery <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> where he reaches around the light post um it, the, it's a little stilted though because they're both like looking in like off in different directions for no reason <laughs> yeah. two doc browns oh you see his hand pass and like hands him something um you can see what the two biffs like when he tosses in the magazine like that was the bad one that was yeah that i was yeah. like that was unnecessary by the way like there's, there's just something that he really wanted like zavekis really wanted to do um <laughs> yeah you no know, unfortunately you don't get to see the the two marty's um oh yes I, well, I guess you got to see marty and marty jr uh that's uh that's your yeah. and his daughter there's yeah. three of them there <laughs> yeah yeah the the uh the dance when they're when he's standing off stage um that, that was a little that was much easier to spot now um i am curious like what people thought at the time like were they kind of wowed by by the whole spectacle you know now it's it's kind of like old hat to us um, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun, but not mind blowing. Um, I could tell you, I never thought about it at all that it was trick shots until this viewing, and only because of the magazine scene. I was always so into the story, I never even thought about it. And when you guys are talking about compositing, I was thinking you guys are talking more about the flying DeLorean, which I thought looked yeah, not oh, so much. Yeah. But yes, yeah, that was a little rough. The the uh, the stuff where he had the same character, the same actor, and that stuff was great. I never even mm-hmm. like you could see eye lines maybe a little bit being off, but I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, I then. said, this, yeah, sometimes the two characters shot right next to each other and in high def streaming, it's pretty seamless. It's like I got to squint to really see what's going on in there. Yeah, don't take that quote out of context. Hey, yo, Alec, what's your number five? My number five is, yeah, the whole, the whole fucking Biff timeline. Uh, mostly because uh, we're, we're living in it. It's the Trump timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I don't, like, were they even taking a swing at him? Like, I don't think so. I don't I, think so I, either. I, yeah, a bit. It was more like a parody or something, right? Maybe, maybe cause the hair, maybe. He was a famous rich guy in the 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, like, the hair, maybe. Yeah. Like, I, I could see, like... But but not, like, the same way somebody would do it now, though. That's... <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, um, not now. Yeah. I like how he calls it his pleasure palace. Like, <laughs> it's such a dumb thing to call a hotel. God. Yeah, it's Biff. All right. I have more to say about that later. But right now, my number five is the I'm Christopher Lloyd, goddammit. I don't want to wear old man makeup <laughs> yeah, for the entire movie. Audible mention to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so invent a scene where I got my face rejuvenated <laughs> in the future, and now I look like regular old Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. I mean, the payoff is like, you know, two movies of that. <laughs> they just get it out of the way yes. so he doesn't have to do that's that true. like <laughs> for two movies instead of just one that is that was funny that's... though like just a, a total like <laughs> lampshading yeah I'll do your movie but I'm not wearing that makeup uh, it's still a good joke too on top of all that <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> he just takes off the rubber basket it's just exactly the same 
All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Okay. Number five is... Uh, I really liked all the hoverboard stuff. Uh, I thought... Ah, yeah. that's my number four. I thought, I thought that... Oh, wait. No, it isn't. I thought it... Uh, Hold, it, it holds up really well just because it's all practical effects. Um, I, I vaguely remember watching a uh, behind the scenes, uh, the making of, and all the, the wire work uh, for, for whoever the stunt people were on the on the board. I'm sure um, Michael J. Fox was on there a couple times at least uh, for for certain shots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a simple concept, um, and and it it works well like. When he's falling around in the car, um, really the only the only bad part is when he has a close up when he's trying to, to get out of the tunnel. Um, that that was really oh really, of his feet, yeah, yeah, that uh, was bad. That, that was the only one that really didn't hold up. But like when he's trying to go over the water, looked looked cool. Um, they're all chasing him around the square. Um, so it was a fun action piece, um, and it was it was like you yeah. will call back to the, all the skateboard stuff. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, although I, I was wondering about at, at the end of the movie because uh, he still has the hoverboard with him. Um, like I don't remember if, if 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 it comes up in the third movie, but wouldn't bringing a hoverboard back to 1985 be just as bad as bringing back the almanac? <laughs> yeah, well, it does come into play. It does come into play in the third movie, but they pretty much leave it in the DeLorean for most of the movie. Okay. Yeah, but then Doc keeps it with him when he. You don't remember the third movie? I remember the third. Like I remember, like once like things really get going. Like okay. I, like I don't remember well, so anyway. much of the like how the beginning parts of it. Yeah, when Marty goes back in time, the hoverboard stays behind with Doc Brown and Mary Steenburgen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still seems like a then bad they idea. Get, get burned at the stake for being witches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you didn't die. You didn't go off of Miss. What was her name? Claire something. Clara something. Ravine. Clayton. Now we're... Clara <laughs> Clayton. Clayton. Now we're just going to throw you off the ravine anyway because you're a bitch. Uh, Doesn't the Bible say, "Judge not, yet ye be judged"? <laughs> I Bible think it's says somewhere, a lot of things. I think it's somewhere towards the back. <laughs> the Bible says a lot of things. Yeah. All right. Um. I have a little more to say about that later, but for now, back to Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is Future Hill Valley. As a kid, that was the coolest fucking city <laughs> ever. That back lot on the Universal Studios? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the best. <laughs> so you guys visited that? I always had a question for you guys. You were able to visit that one? Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been <sighs> no. two or three times on the tram tour. They, they drive by it if they're not actually using it for something. But did you see it when it was all featured? It was Back to Future Two. Oh, probably. I, I, I vaguely, I did. I vaguely, it was really cool. I vaguely say I want to say that the clock was like the the, the courthouse, or whatever, was still up. But I, I don't think it was featured out. No, no. Okay. Yeah, I went that Texaco like gas station of the second level was there. It was. I remember it being really cool. I've only been in Magic Mountain, or sorry, Magic Mountain Universal. Mm-hmm. three times and that was like I think my second time back when I think I told you the story when they were handing out the Ninja Turtles to all the kids that entered and <laughs> yeah Brian traded yeah, yeah Brian, the rarest one he traded the Usagi Jimbo for something right yeah for just like the worst one ever and he <laughs> for the, the whole Red time. King or something 
It was bad, yeah. And then uh, I also, when we got to visit, meet the turtles in person, uh, Shredder was in line and he started making fun of Ryan. But yeah, I saw the, I saw the, the tower. I've seen it multiple times too, where it's normal. But I did see. It. I remember as a kid, specifically seeing like the Jaws sign and the uh, Texaco gas station thing up there it was cool. Mm-hmm. CGI shark. Yeah, still looks fake. <laughs> see, it was, that was a little poke at Spielberg. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I, yeah. That is one of my notes. There was also there's lots of little Easter eggs like that. There's a bunch of Roger Rabbit stuff like when they're at the uh, when he yeah, buys the, the almanac. Yeah. Well, they had the actor for Roger there. He's the mechanic. I know, isn't Which, he the guy that wants to uh, sign the petition to save the clock tower yet again in 2015? Right, but that's that's also the mechanic. Oh, okay. I thought it was just petitioning. Gotcha. Hmm. Oh, you that. mean the mechanic in 1955? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on my number four, and my number four is the Biff slash Trump timeline. Um, it's it's a cool. I, I just I think it's a cool concept. <laughs> Not the Biff timeline itself, but how it happens in the movie. <laughs> but I just do think this would happen if Biff took control, and a little bit far fetched. But you know, I like Wheaton Strickland. I like the. I don't remember what bars on these windows. There's all that stuff leading into it, um, and then just. Yeah, going up into Trump Tower, Biff Plaza, whatever it is. And, uh... <laughs> Biff Plaza. I, I, I did like the idea that that he managed to like fuck up things so badly that he turned this like at least this like one town city into like just an absolute dystopian nightmare. Like you know, it makes me wonder like what the rest of the world looked like. But yeah, well, he would have all the money mm-hmm. if. Also, the almanac is a little too small to have the sports. Yeah, sports for that, every like, single. Yeah, random like college basketball games for like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Oh, well, it's future paper. It changes. Ah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Biff timeline. The you know the classic. I do like how these all. They do them enough, but not too much. With the the recurring themes for all three of the movies, where Marty waking up and. Hearing his mom's voice and finding out where he is. I was cool. 51st <laughs> floor. <laughs> You're so big. She has her breast implants and <laughs> all that stuff. I remember as a kid, she showed up on Arsenio and she gave him the prosthetic that she was. I think it was Arsenio. <laughs> she came out and she handed him the prosthetic <laughs> that she wore during the that scene. Um, yeah. Bit future. I wonder if he still has it. Arsenio? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. He warms up his hoo, hoo, hoo arm on him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> Speed bags. Oh, that's right. right. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I wasn't getting really filthy with it. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Scott, number four. Okay. Number four is... I. I don't know whether this was more just a constraint on kind of the scope of the movie or, or you know where they wanted to really throw in the, the big special effects, but I, I like that every time they, they, they change the timeline, that the the change was um, like a small one. It was just like a different version of, of the event that had happened previously. Um, I think it's it's a smart it's smart writing. 
um, to, to show the, the audience that, hey, things are good now. Uh, but but I like it just on the, the idea that, you know, that, that they are making these small changes. I think uh, Doc Brown says ripples. Uh, so like the, you know, for the first movie, it was just a photograph of, of them getting faded out um, and coming back in. Um, and this, the, the newspaper, like the headlines change. Um, like the, With the, Crispin Glover's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, totally his face. Uh, they, they have the, uh, like the matchbook changes. Um, and it, it goes to show like, you know, I don't want to nerd about it this too much, but uh, in theory, stuff in the almanac could have changed too. Uh, yeah. Just the whole butterfly effect thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Even though they weren't doing anything directly to to influence that stuff. Um, yeah, it's just like the the small changes. Uh, the um, it, that's true, Scott. The Biff timeline doesn't make sense because once people found out this guy was winning every single thing he gambled on. Stuff would happen to affect sports. There would be lineup changes, all sorts of stuff that would happen. Not only hmm. like I, I got to think, part. I got to think that the mafia would get involved at some point. <laughs> yeah, hey, so, you knows the answers to all these. Yeah, mm-hmm. we ain't paying. No one's that lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what about Lucky Louie over there? That's different. <laughs> all right, I'm done talking like a weirdo. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Scott, or sorry, Alex, number three. Uh, hoverboards. Yeah, the, my number three. <laughs> did you know they, they, they have them in Japan? God um, damn, worst prank of all time. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just talked about all the cool scenes with the hoverboard and everything, the fucking uh, the pit bull. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I want to talk about that rumor. That April, it, was it an April Fool's thing? I don't remember that. I remember a behind the scenes like TV special prepping, you know, prepping audiences for the movie. And they were showing like scenes of the hoverboard chase at Times Square at Times Square, the, the, the plaza or whatever. And then Zemeckis going, oh, yeah, these are real. Um, but the parents think they're too danger- dangerous. So, the you know, Mattel can never release them. <laughs> That's kind of how I remember it as a kid. And I remember being so pissed off <laughs> and wanted one so bad and he said he really regrets it because he got more hate mail over the years for that than anything else ruining the dreams of uh, children all across the United States yeah. I kept thinking well if it's real how do they do it someone else is going to make it it's magnets right it's got to be magnets but how do you do that like I was obsessed <laughs> mm-hmm. as was I and I just want to say his hoverboard, I think, is the perfect blend of 80s movie predicting the future. Because the design of that Mattel skateboard looked like something I would have owned in the 80s. <laughs> just <laughs> the, the Daglo pink. <laughs> yeah, the pink, mm-hmm. the green. You know, I just It totally reminded me of like my colored pins I had at my desk as a kid. I don't know. I just, I see that. that, that if there was a hoverboard... I guess in the 80s, that's what it would have looked like. Maybe not in the 2015s. Mm. All right. Well, that was my number three as well. So we're back to Scott. What's your number three? Okay. Uh, number three is uh, 
all all the the makeup in this movie and to to make people different characters um it, it didn't really hold up for me um it, it's again it's fun to see michael j fox like play play the daughter <laughs> they put, mom they put, is that you they put the like the post effect on 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 her her voice <laughs> mm-hmm. um the you know him him playing his grandson uh or i guess his son i guess that would have been his son yeah. um but they just gave him like weird eyebrows basically uh <laughs> but yeah like the old the the aged up uh Biffs, the the aged up Lorraine, um, the the aged, what about the aged up Flea? The aged up Flea, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not great makeup work, but I think it's just you know product. I don't think they could have done any better at, at the time. Um, and it's it's distracting, which is unfortunate. Um, it is it is fun seeing them do it, but it's all like so exaggerated, which which I, I I'm not really. Do, detract um from from the the performances or, or from the movie because like, i think that's what they were going for uh mm. but uh I, I guess my my overall point is like it every time uh you know we have these long long scenes with like the again the, the older lorraine um that whole house scene um it, it just kind of took me out of the movie Get back in the movie. <laughs> I did. I tried. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the makeup... Yeah, it's not the best. Even the first movie, when I go back and watch it, they, 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 old Lorraine and uh, George are pretty terrible. But what are you going to do? Doc Brown even, too. But not, <laughs> I shouldn't say horrible. You can tell it's makeup. How about that? And this movie does is pretty much the same. Uh, Alex, number two. Number two is the theme song. One of the all-timers. Alan Silvestri just hit it out the park with this one. It's the power of love. That's the one. No. No. (laughs) And I got to tell you, we got got into the theater, and that's like one of the first things you hear is jazzed up. The whole freaking, the the Thunderdome. (laughs) Thunderdome. The Citadome. (laughs) Yeah, the Citadome. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that theme song's awesome. It is a great theme song. It's one of those that you people probably think it's a so iconic, and it's a Spielberg that you might think it's a John Williams, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's true. All right, uh, my number two. I love the way they revisit the first movie in this movie, and as Scott was mentioning, we don't start where some of these just extra sh- camera shoots from the first movie where they had brand new shots and they had to go back and Lorraine and Biff and Marty had to go redo their same scenes from a different angle. I just think it's it's really cool. I I think I dug on that more this time than I ever have and, and thought about it more like, Jesus, there are two Martys running around and it makes sense they would see him on stage. You know, it's all that stuff. That was cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the different angles. Yeah, like him... I guarantee you they did not have a shot of him playing guitar looking down from the Yeah, from the stage know, the looking up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so they had to redo that. I, I just thought that's really cool. Um seeing from a dis from Strickland's office, seeing the classic 
uh, George McFly standing up for himself and saving Lorraine. Like, I get that wasn't shot originally. So I guess that obviously wasn't Crispin Glover. That's why it's a far shot, I guess, with this. <laughs> it makes mm-hmm. sense for that one. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, all that revisiting of the original movie is great. Which is my... It's the only change is they changed the Elizabeth Shoe, Or they changed the other girl into Elizabeth Shoe. Is anybody missing a shoe? Do we know why they... Do, do, do we know why they did this? Have we looked into this? I I've read know. this trivia at some point. I do not remember. I, I think it was just a scheduling thing or, or something like that. Like I don't think oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think it was just they recast her because they like Chew better or whatever. Because I mean originally it was a different actress altogether when it was Stoltz. But I think they wanted somebody shorter <laughs> for, for for Fox. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. All right. Well Scott, number two. Uh number two uh, is Biff. I I love Biff in this movie. The Thomas Thomas Wilson. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's definitely having it up, uh, but he's just such a great shit heel, um, and it's a lot of fun to see him um, do the you know the the kind of middle aged one from the the end of the first movie to the to the Trump esque one um, to the old man Biff um, and back to to young Biff. Um, you know, if if not for him getting a little rapey, <laughs> um, yeah, I think he, it would be like one of the the more I don't know likable villains. Uh, if that makes any sense, uh, I mean the character in himself is not likable, but just um, all the goofy shit he's doing, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he plays off well or plays well off of uh, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, just just him. Uh, I I do think it's interesting. Um, he he he's still a buffoon at, at every stage of his life. But you do you do get to see him um, become a little wiser anyway. Um, you know, as old Biff uh, corrects him, corrects young Biff about the make like a tree and, and get out of here <laughs> and leave. Yeah, sound like a damn fool when you say it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I do. I do like the the idea of uh, when he's when he's the Trump villain uh, that he's he's still he's still just kind of this dumb asshole. He's not, <laughs> you know. As far right. as it's, it's again, you know, refreshing as far as um, you know the kind of action going on here. Like the the villain here, he's just basically a schmuck. Like there's not this isn't a super villain. This isn't like a, a super assassin. <laughs> It's, yeah. you know, he's not like leading, uh, like some criminal underground criminal organization. He's just this doofus. Uh, and, uh, I, I think, uh, part of, part of the reason these, these movies hold up so well, cause it is something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, I just thought of this. Did it bug you how closely Marty was following him? <laughs> there was, there was no reason for him to be like on the other side of a car. From him, or when he's trying to get the magazine from Strickland, like why did he have to be that close? I think it's just to build tension. I, I know, yeah, like, yeah, movie wise, but I was just yeah. There, there was a couple. There were a few shots in this movie where I was like, why did they do that? Like, um, you know, not this isn't really in line with what you're talking about, Jeff, but just just in general, like when Marty wakes up, they're in this really big hotel room, and he like plops down like right next to her when she's like explaining stuff 
like when she when she's getting she's drinking at the the bar or whatever like it they, they just wanted them in the same frame but they had them like almost like like shoulder to shoulder it did they did that they did stuff like that a couple of times it's his mom yeah <laughs> that's the end of that chapter <laughs> yeah all right uh where are we at now my that was my two that was mm-hmm. your two all right so alex number one my number one is they didn't do this in the first one because uh, I suspect they didn't have that much planned for the second one. But I like that they gave Marty a sort of an arc, at least the beginning of one in this movie that had, uh, you know, like many other things in this film that pays off in the third one. Uh, but that whole thing about Marty not being able to be called a chicken. Uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> They gave him something something to grow since in the first one, yeah, he did some changes. It was more his dad that he helped change to a better person. But in this one, they gave him something, you know, so he could change to a better person. Yeah. They did, you're right. It's not the best arc. He just can't control himself when people call him a chicken. Jesus. Yeah. It's got to do something, though. But I like it. It pays yeah. off. Good lesson. And Flea uh, gets his comeuppance. Right. Well, he really doesn't, does he? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he avoids the car too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number one is uh, I loved how this made me think as a kid, as I was kind of already talking about how the different timelines and one of the few scenes, few times in a movie where you can pull out a chalkboard and kind of explain it, and like to me. That worked. And I would think about this kind of stuff all the time. So the, for me, for me, I would never call it for me. No. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it, it made me think as a kid, like you use my brain. I, one of the movies I would walk away from and always constantly think about. And I'm mad that I didn't think about the sports book thing, though, changing, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my number one. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, oh. normally I get annoyed with that stuff when they, when they, they dig into it and explain it to the audience, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, that actually makes a lot of sense, and it ties in with the whole plot and um, doesn't leave too many, too many loose ends, like too many plot holes. Right. All right. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is the 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 final transition. Um, I I love the that that whole sequence. Uh, so. Uh, Marty uh, from the first movie takes off in the DeLorean and the, the 1950s Doc Brown is, uh, is is watching and he's excited that oh well it actually worked um, and then it, it's such a cool shot to see Marty come running yeah. up the street again the street on fire just reusing that whole set piece um, you know and just, just the idea of of time travel um, it's just such a very cool and effective way to show that, yeah, the time travel is actually happening without really needing anything too fancy. Um, you know, they, they had to light the street on fire, obviously. But uh, other than that, it's just him showing up like immediately after he leaves uh, yeah. is the thing that, that kind of is, is shocking to, to to Doc Brown. But it just mm-hmm. just really, really effective, just a, a, a great way to show um, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the the that all these crazy things can happen with, with time travel. Um, yeah, that was that was the thing I remembered most when I sat down to watch the movie, and the kind of thing I was waiting for um, was for him to come running up the street again. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a classic, and then the music kicks in, and yeah, the, it zooms out, and awesome. it's you know, sequels come, and it's a perfect ending for this movie. Mm-hmm. ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and by the way, I looked up Claudia Wells, who played uh, Jennifer in the first movie. She stepped away for personal reasons. Her mom was diagnosed with cancer, yeah. so she stepped away from acting. Walking um, off. Okay. Um, <laughs> So that's that. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. All right. Well, any honorable mentions? <laughs> Ooh la la. Ooh la la. <laughs> scene just cracks me up. He's on the verge of victory. He's got it. He's finally got the almanac. Ooh la la. I thought I thought it was Ooh la la, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's it took, written Ooh la la. Yeah, that turns out to be Ooh la la. I'm like, oh. It's just the way Marty says it. <laughs> what like about Strickland? Spiking his coffee. Yeah, I like that show that he... <laughs> that, that he really is an asshole. Yeah, yeah. he's a slacker. Yeah. I did, <laughs> I did slacker. like it, like, that they did, They don't explain it. These, they, they randomly do a drive-by on this guy's house. Like, <laughs> like they know who he is. They know who he is. Um, like, and he, like, maybe knows who they are. I don't know, but yeah, he's ready for war. <laughs> Eat lead slackers. Um... Let's see some some mine uh it something that really bothered me is at the the end when he opens the letter and it's pouring rain yeah i know it's, yes that always gets me God, I'm like off. no it's stop ancient paper like go inside his car like <laughs> the guy's gonna let wait you. for an umbrella like yeah the guy the guy wants to like know what's going on he'll let you in his car like is uh, yeah that really bugged me um the uh uh, just, just general like all the future stuff um, is is hilarious now. Like the idea of what mm-hmm. twenty fifteen might look like way back in nineteen eighty five, um, or or right late eighties at, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still, yeah, it's still hilarious. The the the, the shark, <laughs> um, the the robot voice for the Texaco. <laughs> like, hey, so, welcome like, to Texaco. Like yeah, just. Just very off the mark. Um, although it is amazing again that they predicted like, like the Cubs and the and the Miami. What, what? Right, we'll say this for the crossover, Scott. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, the uh, <laughs> what are the the goons from from uh, uh, future? Um, Jason Scott Lee. Yeah, yeah, Jason Scott Lee and the other guy. Uh, I don't know who that is, but the uh, the future Biff, um, Griff. I like Griff. Thank you. I like the the one guy. <laughs> he has like chicken sound effects on his vest. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Um, and then yeah, Jason Scott Lee gets like one line, but he makes the most of it. Yeah, you got to have power. <laughs> Unless you got power, I think is the exact line. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then the the whole movie starts with the where we're going. We won't need roads. Uh, and then and then just one little bit of trivia: um, the 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 two cops that pick up Jennifer and take her home in the future. Um, one of those mm-hmm. is is like one of the Spielberg uh, mainstays, uh, Mary Ellen Trainer. Um, it's kind of hard to tell that it's her, um, but she's the um, she's the mom in Goonies. Um, Oh, it didn't uh, look like yeah, her. She's the the psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon, which isn't Spielberg, obviously. But 
Right. Um, News anchor and Die Hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she's in a lot of those movies around that time. Um. Yep. Yep. That's just it. that's it. I can't. I cannot overstate how much the leather thing bothers me. Though. Like that was that shit was ruined. <laughs> like you shouldn't have been able to read it. It should have just like. Like the water should just ruined it instantly. It was raining that hard. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's rate it as usual. We rate <laughs> on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex, what would you give this movie? Oh, this is an easy six for me. Even though it's in the middle and it kind of, uh, uh, I mean, you can kind of watch this movie on its own, but not really. Uh, it. It's keeping it from a seven for me, so it's a six. Okay, um, this is so hard for me because I know I'm, I'm. If I didn't, I was stupid. I gave the original Back to the Future a seven. Um, does mm-hmm. this fall one spot or two spots? I, um, I did not have as much fun watching it this time, but I still liked it. Uh, I'm giving it a five. There it is. Scott. Controversial. Um, also, yeah. also giving it a five. I, I, I agree with you completely, Jeff. That this doesn't have that same kind of uh, magic that the the first one did, and they they were leaning too heavily in what they thought was like, you know, leaning too heavily on on that magic that was in the first movie, uh, without really recapturing it. Um, still a lot of fun. Um, this is still highly recommended. Uh, but yeah, compared to the first movie. Um. Yeah, it, it it's not on that same level. All right. Well, that's good for that. And now we're gonna do. <laughs> that's good for that. Know. That's good for that. Time for our crossover topic, which is what Alex. Uh, our top five uh, predicted moments in movies that got it wrong. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. that's I said right. Or- Right or wrong, like so just maybe oh, predictions. I did all of the wrong ones. I think most of mine are wrong too, but I don't even know if I did this right. But let's go. <laughs> quality, you pay for quality here. For Co- this well, content, podcast, content. Yeah. We here at Han Shot yeah. first. If we promise one thing, it's content. <laughs> all right, Alex, what's your number five content? Uh, my <laughs> number five is uh, 2001 Space Odyssey is that commercial flight did, is not a thing yet. Almost. Virgin Atlantic is doing a flight soon, right? I've been hearing that for a long time now, so I don't know what the status of that is. But we definitely didn't have it in 2001, and we weren't just commuting to the moon. As far as I know, we are not commuting to the moon yeah you're, you're correct there it is <laughs> okay <laughs> so for my list i didn't pick specific specific movies more just specific or general items from movies that deal with future um so by number five is they got it right but it, it's not that big of a deal and that's video phones so yeah, yeah. people predicting video phones which is a pretty easy thing to to predict i i would say like you're not going out on a limb to do this and you know they're all in the movies are all like big consoles or a big screen tv or a little item on your desk like an old phone no they're just an app on our 
cell phones or our computers or our mm-hmm. laptops or our iPads. Like it's video phones and we've devolved. We don't even use phones anymore. We just write text messages to each other. Like it, it is weird how as a society we have as much technology we want. And I bet most people communicate over text, right? If I wonder, I want, it's got to be a study on this, but a certain age group anyway. Um, and video mm-hmm. phones are a thing and people use it all the time, I know, but it's not... I don't think they... I think people in the past would have thought it would be a much bigger deal. Yeah. We have it and... Right now, we have cameras at our desk and we're not using them. <laughs> I don't want to see your ugly mugs. <laughs> see? It's true. <laughs> so... I barely want to talk to you guys. Jesus. <laughs> I just texted next we'll text yeah, you we'll into the podcast do, we'll just do text to speech yeah. <laughs> yeah. we each pick a different accent though I mean yeah think about how the three of us communicate how often have I ever talked to you guys on the phone <laughs> like never every, every week yeah. yeah I think it's Skype if you consider Skype a phone then yes. I, I think yeah, over like the last like five years I think I called Jeff once to like borrow your golf clubs yeah, something like, like that. Like exactly. I, like it was short notice and it was just easier to make sure that I had verbal confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or we're going to meet somewhere and like just texting. No one's responding to the text message. So quick, quick call somebody. But yeah, it's. Anyway, video phones, my number five. Scott. Uh, number five is is a movie um, that is uh, eerily relevant. Uh, that is 12 Monkeys. Uh, mm. So I don't want to go too much into this because it's depressing, but uh, there's a whole thing yep. about an, an epidemic. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this is one of the I've seen I that movie of. once. I really don't remember it. Check it out. Put that Bruce, in your list, Scott. Bruce Willie. And Put, smoke it. Was, damn it. I was going to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is from uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> Taco Bell is not the only restaurant in the city. <laughs> they won the fast food wars. Yeah. Hot dog. And they're Wait, with the Lex, so you pretty much have Illuminate. Yeah. What is Dan Cortese right? singing on the, the piano? Like the, the Green Giant song, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all jingles, too. I forgot about that one. Yeah, all the radio music and everything is just old jingles. God, it's what movie does Demolition Man take place in? That's a good question. (laughs) Wait, what? What movie does Demolition Man take place in? Sorry. Jesus. Um, (laughs) What year? I should warn folks. Yeah, we're recording this on 420. Just saying. 2032, (laughs) so we're 11 years away. Oh, yeah, it could happen. Okay. So we're going to learn about the seashells in the next 11 years, guys. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. I wonder if it's going to be more difficult, like a more difficult transition. Like, like our, like our parents learning how to use like computers and stuff like that, or us having to learn how to use the three seashells. (laughs) It's true. But hey, this has fallen into place because after the great pandemic of 2020 and the toilet paper shortage, they had to invent something new to, uh. Get us a wiper butts. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. There hmm. we go. There it is. I might need an extra seashell. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> especially if I've been eating What's a, with the three seashells. And Scott's like, I don't care what they do. I just need more of them. Especially if the only place I can eat is Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Uh, question, so, you know what's funny is, I, so I, I typed into Google, what year does Demolition Man take place? And like the next highest asked questions are, why did they change Taco Bell and Demolition Man? And the one beneath that is, is Sandra Bullock Stallone's daughter in Demolition Man? Wow, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird question. Mm, yeah. Will there be a Demolition Man 2? Hmm. Yeah, they had the trailer for it right after Demolition Man. <laughs> Yo. All right. Uh, what are we on to? Alex, number four, or was that your number four? That was my number four. Demolition Man. Right. So, my number four, once again, I'm just doing general topics, is robots. Robots. <laughs> we don't really got robots. We have, like, robots working in car factories and stuff, but and like, vacuuming our floors. Well, a robot means slaves, and we're not slaves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what slaves are programmed to think. Mm. <laughs> I mean, robots. Mm. Robots. It all so makes yeah. sense. Robots have not <laughs> taken us over yet. Yeah. Although I've seen seen videos now of like stupid Boston. You know, it's not going to be yeah. Sky yeah. Boston it's, Dynamics. It's not going to be Sky Dynamics. It's going to be fucking Boston Dynamics. Uh, yeah. Like they, I don't know if it was real or not because I just, I couldn't be asked to like look into it any further but like the <laughs> in new york the police had some kind of like robot dog i don't know what the hell it was doing or what, it was, what its function was but they had something <laughs> to beat uh, suspects <laughs> i mean you don't need a robot dog for that <laughs> no i don't know seek and destroy it's gonna be boston for a robot dog of, course, of course it's gonna be boston that ruins yeah. yeah, and all they do is try to attack it with hockey sticks, so it's going to attack hockey players first. So I'm screwed. Yeah. Well, let's sing it learns. So like hockey hockey sticks would no longer be effective against it. Yeah, they're like the yeah. board. They've adapted. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, that was mine. It was robots. So Alex, or sorry, Scott, what's your number four? My number four is the I don't know exactly what to call these, but like the wrist radios. Uh, like you see, you see these in in like and Dick, Dick Tracy, Tracy. Dick Tracy, and then they pop up in, <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, pop up in other movies. And you remember as, as a you know going back to like the hoverboard stuff. Um, you know how cool is a kid to like to have one of those watches? Now we have stuff like that, and nobody wants to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see your face. Well, no, well, no, yeah, it's kind of like the video phone thing. I think. Yeah, it's, it's just like if you have, yeah, if you have a phone, it's like eh, I don't really need this anymore. Like they're they're still cool. Like you can still do cool stuff with them, like um, you know, fire off texts again, more text stuff. Um, <laughs> I guess they're good for like exercise because because um, you know they're multi-purpose. So if you have one, you can use it for like tracking your your mm-hmm. O2 or, or your your heart rate or whatever. Um, just install Doom on it. That's but, what it's good but, for. The whole point is is that like we actually can do this technology now, but it's not in demand. Like nobody really cares like there's a market for yeah. it for sure but like laura has one she uses her a lot hers a lot actually she'll make quick calls she gets her sports scores she gets her all her posts but yeah it's very few people i see use it like that yeah so just interesting that, that we've yeah. actually come up with the technology but it's just not it's not the hot shit thing that <laughs> that movies have right. think it would be mm-hmm. all right uh alex number three uh, my number three is uh, Total Recall. We're not. We don't have colonies on the moon, on the Mars. <laughs> Rico, Rico. Yeah, 
We also don't know if there's mutants up there. I'm pretty sure there's mutants here. <laughs> yep. Teenage ones. Turtles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. They messed that up big time. Yeah, soon. One of these days, we got robots. Speaking of robots, we got robots up there. Robots. This is how it starts. Thank God we didn't say anything from Boston Dynamics. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, my number three is the, the weird clothing. Like, I'm sure we dress weird compared to people from the 50s or not the 80s because they dress even weirder. But, like, we don't have these, like, synthetic points and whatever else they put us in in the future movies of what clothes we're wearing. Like, right? And we don't have, especially from Back to the Future, we don't have self-drying jackets and self-lacing shoes and yeah. clothes. It's pretty much still the same. Self-lacing shoe? You know, you there's a couple of those. You hear something depressing? We're... Yes. <laughs> you, know what, you, what, you, know, you know where I'm going with this? No. Yeah. What is it? So I was just going to say, it's just some quick math in my head. The, uh -huh. We're... We're further away from 1985 than 1985 was from 1955. Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, where are flying cars? Yeah, nothing. So we got to see Goldie Wilson the third. We got to see him. Yeah, it's true. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Number three is just the whole movie of Idiocracy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. At first, it's like, oh, this is complete farce. But certain things that have occurred over the last, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll say, mm -hmm. I don't give a specific time frame, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say uh, four to six years. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Uh, yeah. You know, it. all of a sudden, it's not it's not as funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just in general, this this, this movie is, is is pretty funny. Like some of the the stuff, like the uh, Terry Crews as President Camacho, <laughs> might, might be awesome. like my favorite name for a character in any movie ever. <laughs> uh, just the the way they they devolved, and, and nobody wants to like learning is bad, reading is bad. Reading, like what do they call it? like these call them a fag, right? If if <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's it's a little too too close to uh mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's not as farcical as as maybe it was when the, when the movie came out yeah um, a little too close to florida and long beach yeah. and huntington beach and i mean like the ad the advertising spot on though texas like the products product mm -hmm. placement rules as we just saw in so something we didn't mention in uh back to the future is the product placement is is borderline despicable <laughs> yes, <laughs> in, that, it is. in that movie uh it handles it a little more gracefully than, than maybe some other movies but <laughs> mac and me yeah yeah <laughs> Anyways, idiocracy. all right yeah. all right alex number two my number two is Escape from New York. That's not a prison. Yet. Mm. Mm hmm. Uh, mm. Yeah. New York. Maybe. Yeah. Escape from it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two is one thing that 
most movies did not get right is the internet. Well, they everyone predict robots and flying cars and weird clothes. This system of the internet to get information instantly on our cell phones really not talked about in most movies that I can think. Of. Like, there's a couple that I mean, I don't know. Do you consider a tricorder like a yeah on, on, a, a iPhone? Yeah, like we, I don't know. you're talking about mm-hmm. like um. I think they they start using them in next generation, and you see them a lot in Deep Space Nine, and maybe in Voyager. But they carry around tablets, and like they'll have like oh, a, yeah. a, a not a pen, but whatever whatever you use for stylus. Stylus, thank you. They're walking around with styluses. I'm like, yeah, that's actually not too far off. But we're still using fucking keyboards for everything. <laughs> that really needs to get done. Yeah. yeah. So. I just feel like that yeah, they they would go to a computer system in a lab or something and pull up information, but it was not the way it is today. So I think in that's case in our in that case we're ahead of the game. The it's the wild movie our fault that we use it all for pictures and weird dance videos and <laughs> all that stuff. But like have we we haven't done porn. Uh, we never did disclosure, right? No, because it always awful. Yeah. Well, that's exactly why we should. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, just like they work for like some software firm, they're coming up with a like a virtual re- like three D filing system that's like literal files. It's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like it's supposed to be like hot shit, and it's like no, nobody would ever use this. <laughs> oh god. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scott number two. Number two is Futurama. Uh, go on and on and on about this. Uh, this one's like a thousand years in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. But like some of the stuff that, uh, maybe like less about predictions and just just straight jokes of like what might have happened. Uh, but like some of my favorite stuff is that there's not really rats in the future. Instead, there's owls. <laughs> owls. That like they they kind of give that joke up after a while, but it fucking kills me. <laughs> you see see them acting like rats. Um, in fact, they're like in New New York. <laughs> So there's like a, a New York buried underneath the New York that, that they're in now. Um, that there are, uh, I mean, obviously there, there's all the aliens and stuff, but, um, you know, in the future, everybody gets the chip implanted into them and that decides what you do. Um, that That's uh, very dystopian um, and, and depressing. But uh, I, I wonder if, like how far we are off from something like that. Ugh. you know if, if society collapsed would would we have to like you know would it be some like weird caste system where okay you're you're part of the the manual labor you're part of the i don't know it probably wouldn't even be like a like an academia anymore so i don't know uh but uh nope just late late uh late thoughts late shower thoughts Mm-hmm. Yeah. Futurama. There, there's a million things in this. <laughs> Welcome to Showers. <laughs> Shower Talk <laughs> with Scott Williams. There it is. The new Patreon show. Yeah. Get on, Scott. Mm-hmm. I'll just record Alex, myself in the shower. <laughs> yeah. My number one is the all-time worst prediction <laughs> in the history of movies. The sixth day, the XFL be a worldwide sport. Uh, bigger than anything, biggest sport in the in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Uh... 
And I think it was like, like seriously like the XFL, the Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, the movie predicted that it was going to be <laughs> super like hot, futuristic. It's the best. I don't remember being the only sport. I don't remember movie. being the XFL, but it was like some version of football, like arena it was football XFL. or something. It was XFL. Six day. Mm-hmm. Told you to screw right, yourself. Uh, let me literally. My number one is flying cars. I mean, every movie predicted this crap, and we're not. Mm-hmm. Well, that's never going to happen. No, so. nope. It's not feasible. We did. You know what? You yeah. know what movie we did watch that that eerily predicted. We and we mentioned at the time was uh, Gattaca. Had the electric cars. Gattaca man. Gattaca yeah. man. Gattaca. Gattaca. Yeah, we're 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 definitely going to get to the phase where we have all autonomous autonomous cars and they're all working together and all that stuff, but not going to fly. Mm-hmm. At least not for until some weird technology breakthrough of hovering and all that stuff happens, which I repulsor lifts. Yeah, even then. All right, Scott, what's number one? Number one is Spaceballs, and uh, <laughs> there's a couple of funny things in there that are more just. A little more anach- uh, anachronistic, like the the VHS stuff. <laughs> They're watching Spaceballs the movie, but um, just the line at the end, which has proven more true than than anything else. I think we we've we've talked about so far on this uh, crossover list. It's when they they go to pull the the lever to stop the uh, self destruct, and it's out of order. <laughs> and Rick Moranis is is his dark helmet says, "Fuck." Even in the future, nothing works. Like <laughs> it's true. Like <laughs> yeah. go, 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 pick whatever science fiction you want from any point in in uh, like the history of cinema. Like anything that they're they're using, we still use and still breaks down fucking constantly. <laughs> especially computers, especially computers. Mm-hmm. But especially computers. But especially, yeah. but especially computers. <laughs> Especially Bart, but especially Lisa. What's the other way around? Yeah. Ha. Called you out on quote, Alex. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> All right. And with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So... <laughs> Uh, some, uh, did you guys hear about the soccer clubs that wanted to make a super league because they weren't getting enough money? Vaguely. I heard that uh, there might have been some uh, uh, negative feedback about this. <laughs> yeah, just a little. They announced on Sunday and today they are now defunct, disbanded. <laughs> I, I was, oh my gosh. I was just reading that the guy who came up with it like basically resigned from like being the president of like Manchester United. Manchester United. Uh, turns out he wasn't a mank. He was a wank. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they wanted the... So, like, I actually I haven't been able to watch any because I don't have cable anymore. But um, I actually really enjoyed the UEFA games when those came on. Those those were actually, like, that. that's, like, basically the highest level of, of soccer football that you can watch outside of uh like when you're getting into um like not all leagues have playoffs but um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like 
the end game stuff, like outside of the World Cup. Um, it's good shit. Like watching like the German teams play like whoever from from Italy or, or Spain is because it's always like Real Madrid or or Juventus or whatever. Or Bar- Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Football. Sucker. Are you ready for some for sucker? <laughs> Name new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, we will get to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Latest episode, yeah, we will. fifth episode. Uh, just want to go over some other things first so we can finish out on that. Um, a, a bit of shocking news to me today, anyway, was that uh, Jeff Kaplan um, is, is stepping away from Blizzard. Uh, well, that main, oh, that really? name probably doesn't mean a lot to, to pretty much almost everybody listening. Uh, but he, a uh, long, long-term uh, Blizzard employee, uh, you know, worked on World of Warcraft, but he's the guy that, that was basically the head of Overwatch. Um, and uh, I, I love Overwatch, um, so I'm, I'm disappointed to hear about this. Um, you know, I, I, who knows what really happened, and I don't want to speculate. Um, you know, I, I do hope that it's not just some bullshit of Activision wanting it to be pay to play or whatever, because um, whatever you want to say about Overwatch, like you, once you buy it, that's it. Like you, you get all the content, like there's nothing restricted. Um, and that's how it should be. You know, this isn't Call of Duty. Um, so. Uh, wow. Taking a swipe at Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, I know. Hot take. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just disappointed to hear these leaving. Cause again, I, 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 it's, my my favorite, uh, like outside of like maybe like Half Life Two, uh, is, is definitely my favorite like competitive shooter that, that I've ever played. Um, and yeah, it's just disappointing that one of the the driving forces behind that is is no longer there. Uh, so yeah, that makes me leery about what's what's coming next. And you know, I am excited for Overwatch Two. Uh, which isn't too far off. I don't think they've had a date. I don't know. Probably not coming out this year, but um, not not too far down the road. Uh, so mm. there's that news. Um, and before we, we talk about Marvel, I want to talk about Marvel. Uh, so, right. so I think it was yesterday that the teaser, a teaser trailer for Shang-Chi was released. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty cool. Um, I just, but before we get into that, I just want to say somewhere along the lines, the definition for whatever a teaser was, it just went out the window. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really you did. Can't, this you is can't just have a like two minutes showing like like half the action scenes in the movie and be like, oh no no no, it's just a teaser. Like a teaser would be like twenty seconds of like him like punching one of those posts or something like he does in the. <laughs> that would be a teaser. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, anyways, yeah, a, a lot to like here. Um, I'm, I'll, I'm going to butcher how I pronounce this, but all the Wuxia stuff. It's Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina. You know, all the, all the Wuxia stuff looks rad for like the, have, have you, so Alex has seen it. Jeff, have you seen it? No, I saw that it was out, but I haven't had time to watch it okay. yet. Um, yeah, it's obviously not spoiling anything, but, uh, all the, the Wuxia stuff for like the, the flashbacks, I guess they are, um, like some of the the you know quote unquote modern um, fight scenes where they're 
they like longer shots. It, it seems more like the the Hong Kong style of action, which is which is good. Um, you know, something different mm. for for the MCU. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to this. It's just uh, a kind of an unknown actor um, with uh, uh, Simu Liu. Again, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Um, you know, just kind of like other than like RDJ. Um, like really, hooray, hooray, <laughs> yay! <laughs> yay. <laughs> oh god, damn it! Uh, and then Robert Downey Jr. You know, Chris Evans was pretty established, but he wasn't an A-lister. Um, you know, Chris Hemsworth. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. these guys got launched. Um, uh, Tom Holland. Uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah, who? <laughs> uh, so it's just good in, in the second phase. Like I don't even really know who like Chadwick Boseman was before before seeing Black Panther. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it it is cool to to see like relative unknown to kind of help launch this this fourth phase. Um, they they sh- I I know almost nothing about <laughs> Shang Chi. From like the comics or even the Mandarin or, or whatever, um, they did mm-hmm. briefly show the rings though as as more like armbands, which I think is like a they look super cool, and b mm-hmm. it's smart because I think if they were literal rings or like a glove with rings, it's too close to the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what what the actual like rings are, what they're supposed to look like. Vibra- vibranium. <laughs> vibranium. Uh, also, mostly, I'm just happy to have like uh, like Kung Fu back in Marvel without having yeah. to do with Iron Fist. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so so yeah, I'm 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 definitely excited for this. Uh, I to be fair, I I am their target audience. I will consume whatever they put in front of me without questioning it too much. <laughs> uh, but looking forward to this. Yeah, like like you mentioned, nice. Aquafina's in it. She looks like the the sidekick. Um, there's another bus uh, chase fight scene, whatever going on, which uh, seems to be happening a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, I just uh, am happy that that we've got the ball rolling on this. Um, so we're gonna get you know this year of Marvel is the, the 2021 is the year of, of the MCU, where there's something every week. So this this is one of them. It's about time. It's about time something goes good for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I know. Scrap Turn the ship around. So turn the ship around. Uh, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Uh, I saw Thunder Force on Netflix. It was okay. Oh, is that the is Melissa McCarthy? Um, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the other actress? Uh, Angela Bassett, not Angela Bassett. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll look this up real quick. Angela Lansbury. <laughs> yeah, Angela Lansbury. That would be quite the pool. <laughs> Enhance. Octavia Spencer. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so you saying it was okay? Yeah, it has some funny moments, some good stick. Overall, yeah, not that great. Is this, is this more a of a, a kids or an adult movie? Like I haven't even watched the trailer. I just see the, the picture on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's it's more for adults. It's like PG thirteen. Okay. 
Yeah. Jason Bateman. He's a crab. Michael. Yeah. Hermano. <laughs> right, anything else, Alex? Nope. That's it. All right. Jeff. Anything you want to go over? Uh, nothing much. Continuing, continuing to play Warcraft 3. I uh, beat the Night Elf campaign, which if I remember correctly, that's the end of the initial release. And now I'm on, I guess, the expansions. I don't even know. Now I'm... Yeah, it's the throne. Doing? Sentinels. The, the frozen throne, I think, is the, the second is the expansion. Well, then yeah. maybe I'm not, because I'm not there yet. Right now I'm playing um, that Illidian, Idian, the dark Illuminate. elf that's... The dark elf that's trapped under the something, and they have to free him to help kill the last guy. But now he's escaped, and he's okay. So yeah, no, that, that's so in the frozen throne, like that's the first campaign with the blood elves. Okay, gotcha. But you're with you're with Kalefoss Sunstrider. Sure, Nerds. that's a name. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. Okay, yeah, good on you for being that that last. Uh, I do remember that that last one being somewhat, that last mission being pretty difficult. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flexing well, maybe, maybe, for, maybe for me it was, but not for you. <laughs> uh, no, it, yeah, you just got to be like me and just keep building shit and then just select all, chase. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, you keep bringing this yeah. up and keep wanting to play it again. Do it, do it. Yeah, just do it. All right. Uh, so, uh, fifth episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, the penultimate episode uh, mm-hmm. before next week. Uh, so it picks up right where the last one left off with the the shot of John Walker, the 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 now erstwhile Captain America, um, with the blood on his shield, and he he basically uh, has has run off to. And uh, collect himself or try to, um, and he's basically he's he's broken now, uh, like something's broken inside of him. Um, if that wasn't evident before, he straight up murders a dude in front of uh, front of the world. Um, mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this, and I, I wanted to ask you guys. I felt like there needed to be like one or two more scenes of of like showing why he he eventually breaks um yeah they kind of they kind of explain it that like he always like was wound that tight um and he just like put a good face on things um as you can see when he when he gets in that that, that trial at the end uh, but mm-hmm. i feel like he was still a good guy um it's so, like something happened like like before he ever like met up with with the falcon and, and bucky um that that like that gave him that edge that, that kind of like filed off that part of him that that was able to keep his shit together um, and I felt like it, we would have benefited from that um, that said uh, I, I thought the um, the actor playing John Walker which is um, what's his first name Wyatt is it Wyatt, Wyatt. okay uh, Russell. which is Wyatt Russell Russell's kid uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was really good in this episode. Um, I'm, I'm look, seeing him mm-hmm. get unhinged and, and um, just just being a different kind of intense from from Bucky or, or from from Sam um, is cool. 
so so anyway, the, it starts off. Um, Bucky and Sam track him down. Uh, they ask for the shield back because, of course, they ask for the shield back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a you know, big big fight scene ensues, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, you know, seeing uh, again a couple super soldiers go at it, seeing what Sam can do with the wings, uh, seeing the, the wings get snapped off. Uh, but ultimately, yeah. they they're victorious and they they break his arm, uh, which it's got to be like really fucked up if you are super powered. Like, I don't know how it's supposed to work. Right? <laughs> Does that mean like you broke it way more than a normal person would break it? Uh, if it was a normal human, but it was one super soldier to another, I bet it was like a hairline fracture or something. <laughs> would be does maybe. I mean, our arm would have been shattered, but his like a hairline fracture, but I can't use it right now. Just give me five minutes. Uh, anyways, they they collect the shield, um, and uh, uh, John's basically kicked out of uh, the military. America. He oh, yeah. pretty much was kicked out of America. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird. Uh, like it was almost cartoonish how they all turned on him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's got kind of a point here. Like they're they're saying like you don't even get a pension. Go fuck off. Like <laughs> all that yeah. other stuff you did for us, all those medals you won. That doesn't mean anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a little off-putting. Um, it was fun to see randomly uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as the Countess, whatever. I don't remember. Um, you know, maybe uh, I didn't like that. I think I carried too much baggage with her as Elaine. I was like, why do I need this funny lady here? <laughs> I, I thought, it, I thought it was a fun cameo. Uh, yeah, I, I am curious um like so so i guess there's feels like she'll be a bigger character no maybe like maybe this is just the first it feels like it yeah maybe she's the power broker Hmm. maybe oh damn it i didn't think about that uh i'm still not entirely unsure i'm entirely sure that that Zemo isn't the power broker either. Uh, but anyway, um, she she shows up, she gives him a card, she tries to hire him. Uh, this this now rogue, super enhanced human. Um, so in the comics, there's also like an American agent or something like that. That's like a US, US, US agent. agent. That's like Captain America, but is like totally willing to kill people. <laughs> so I wonder mm-hmm. if that's who this guy is now. Um, although, yeah, they alluded to his costume when he first came out as the new Captain America. That's the uh, U.S. agent's costume. I had no okay, books. I had no idea. Um, yeah. Did you guys watch the Stinger? Did you know there was a Stinger? Yes. <laughs> he was building his cosplay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is the first episode that's had had a Stinger, right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I don't remember. I think I think it is. Um, I, I check every week, and this week I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. But yeah, there actually was one <laughs> of him making a a shield that looks like the, the cap shield, but it couldn't have been vibranium. Uh, no, because I think you need like There's special no tools or whatever to, to make that. But um, mm-hmm. still making a discus, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and he's like hammering in one of his his, his metals into it uh that's uh, that thing is gonna be i mean if they don't you know bullshit around and start having his shield bounce around like 
the vibranium one. I don't think they would. I think they're smarter than that, maybe. <laughs> but this shield is just made out of like steel. It's, it's gonna go through some people. <laughs> maybe, maybe he wants yeah. it to. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, back back to the the main plot line. Um, <laughs> I I thought it was kind of funny. Like the the characters, like, well, nothing for us to do but just sit around. So I guess this is the sitting around episode. Um, that said, it was still it was still fun to see uh, Sam and Bucky together fixing the boat, uh, which felt like was pretty much the whole episode. Um, yeah, yeah, they it wasn't the water pump. Yeah, they they do. Uh, there, there's there's lots of like funny bits in there when like uh, he's like flirting with his sister. I thought that was funny. Um, mm-hmm. Just probably probably more to, to fuck with uh, Sam than anything else, um, but. Uh, to, to have them like get closer with each other toward the end. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, we'll talk more about how they, how they actually get there in the episode, but um, it was just kind of like, well, we've only got one episode left, so let's wrap up all the, the emotional baggage right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll, the training montage. And then, and then a fucking training montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did. I did like their, their arcs though um sam and and bucky's um that they actually had you know a the the show actually gives them a little time to breathe and then we learn about their characters and how they're dealing with like slightly more mundane stuff like obviously fixing the boat is mundane and obviously bucky's mm-hmm. you know working through being um a a mind control assassin mm-hmm. um but yeah they finally like have their heart to heart uh, about how they're all both of them are or at least well at least Bucky's fucked up anyway. Um, you have the the you know I in the the first first and second episode I I'd, I'd mentioned you know how how much of you know uh, you know the racial stuff were they going to get into um, and th- this episode dives into it about as much as I think they 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 will <laughs> for an MCU show um, yeah. and, and it's. Um, it's pretty poignant, you know. They, they talk about the Tuskegee Airmen. They talk about, you know, experimentations. On, on uh, I, I don't think he explicitly says like. So what, what's the name of the old super soldier? Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Isaiah. Isaiah. Thank you. Yeah. They didn't explicitly say that Isaiah's like like unit, for lack of a better term, was was also black. Um, but though it is implied that you know they they experiment on them because they were, um, you know, just everything that happened to him was fucked up, and then you know it's the backdrop of, of being in America and, and and being in the South, um, and you know Sam, um, you know trying to come to grips with, you know, if he really does want to be Captain America, what does that mean being being a black man in America, um, and he's and he's got you know these different sides he's got you know the kind of ghost of steve rogers he's he's got this other guy that really is a super soldier that um that that in you know in a perfect world would have been like the next cap um instead you know was was just treated horribly um and he, you know, he ultimately decides um to do and then they you know he points us out early in the in the, in the season he ultimately does what what he thinks is right um even to the to the point saying like it doesn't really matter what what steve thought um, so yeah, I, I really liked all that. Um, just, just him being, you know, like less about him being Captain America, more than more him being the the hero 
um, that that he wants to be. Um, so that's cool. Um, I, I like again Bucky working through his shit. Um, is the final confrontation with Zemo, um, and uh, you know Zemo tells him, um, you know I decided I won't kill you. <laughs> I, I really like that that they you know something they brought up in the the episode previously about you know about Zemo and, and these superhuman people. Um he decides that, you know, it's not Bucky's fault that he's superhuman, so um he'll he'll let him slide. <laughs> Even though he wasn't really in a position to do anything about it just then. Um that was kind of fucked up that that Bucky fake shoots him. Um Yeah. It was like what was the point of that? And yeah. then <laughs> the gun clicks and then he has the bullets in the other hand. It's like, okay. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. like, that was what? yeah, that was the stupidest thing yeah, ever. I was wondering if that was supposed to be a callback to something. But I was like, that's a really like fucking psychotic thing to do. Um, but I mean, not, I'm sure Zemo probably deserves something like that on, on, on several levels, but it just seemed like for Bucky mm-hmm. to do that, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but the, the Wakandans show up again and they, they, they take custody of Zemo. Um, you know, I still wonder like what Zemo's overall plan is. Like he, he showed even in this season that he's willing to like stay in the back, like play the long game. Um, you know, is he really like he didn't just let himself go get taken to Wakanda? Um, you know. Yeah. Well, he's, I, well, he's going to the raft. Well, that's right. They said they're sending him to the raft. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which that's, that's right. where at the end of Civil War, where everybody was in prison. Right. right? That, that's supposed to be yeah. like. I guess again, I don't. My my comic book knowledge is limited, but that that's supposed to be like the prison for like supervillains. It's like it's not uh, Thunderbolt Ross is running it too, right? He was, yeah. So it's not like Arkham's not a good uh good comparison. Maybe Bell Rev, if you know what I'm talking about. Nope. Okay, never mind. Bell Rev the boat. <laughs> it's poison. Um yeah, is, is Simo just gonna let all this happen? Is he gonna try to escape? Like I I don't think this can be the last of him, because I think they're gonna see like how popular he is as a villain, <laughs> like just on the meta. And as a dancer, yeah, as a dancer, fantastic. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, I do again like him a lot as a villain. Um, just uh, he's 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 obviously ruthless, but he is principled. Um, like, you know, he decides like, yeah, I'm not gonna kill Bucky. Uh, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't align with like what I'm trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and if he is sadistic. Um. He, well, he hasn't really shown that he is sadistic. He he definitely likes yeah, fucking. Like, he definitely likes fucking with people. Um, but like, yeah, he blew people up, <laughs> which is which is horrible. Uh, no, you don't remember the guy he drowned. He, but he was getting he information though. He wasn't like I never got the impression that he was enjoying it. Oh, it's okay. like ruthless. Yes. Um, but like not necessarily statistic. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see though. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyways, yeah, Alex, you alluded to training montage, then throwing mm-hmm. the shield around. I didn't quite buy that Sam was just able to catch the shield. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were just playing Frisbee. They were throwing I, it easy. I guess. It, was, it wasn't going full force I, like it was in the training. I feel like you have to be like superhuman to like catch that thing in full <laughs> like like he was like, but i guess not because john walker was doing it um it's just, yeah. just just like the way the vibranium is um but uh you you get uh 
get a cool training montage with him um, doing the shield um, and a lot of push-ups. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a lot of push-ups. Some flip and twists. Flips. Yeah. Uh, some acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then finally, um, as earlier in the episode, uh, Bucky had brought him a um, as one favor, one last favor from the Wakandans. Um, I mean, it's going to be a new set of wings for for Bucky. I mean, for Sam, um, <laughs> Lieutenant Sam, you got no wings. Yeah. Um, you ever see Sam like jizzing his pants when <laughs> he opened up the the thing? So it'd be really mm-hmm. cool if he if he gets like Wakandan level tech. Uh, for 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 his wingsuit, whatever the hell it's called, um, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not even the wings. Maybe it's just a new um, yeah, drone, like a new cap costume, a new drone or something. Um, yeah, maybe you're right, Alex. I didn't think about that. Maybe maybe it is um, a uh, some kind of outfit, um, or maybe it's all all on one. Where he's gonna have the wings and the shield. Uh, I think that 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 would be pretty uh-huh. useful. <laughs> yeah just saying um so yeah we're, we're on the, the second last episode uh we we do uh it's not the thing that the episode ends on but um we see that uh the the redhead terrorist <laughs> the ginger terrorist uh mm-hmm. is is going to war and they take over the un basically uh whatever the hell it's called the relocation whatever um and uh, GSP makes an appearance. Although I think GSP is a double agent. Just saying. I think he's working for... He's working for... For the US? Not directly. He's 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 there on behalf of... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Carter. Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I like how his name is George, too. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a Trejo uh, kind of thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, anyways, uh, overall, I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, we had the cool fight in the beginning that was kind of like shades of the, the fight at the end of Civil War. Um, yeah. You get to see a lot of uh, like character stuff. Um, it does happen like they're, they're kind of the resolution there uh, happens pretty quickly uh, with, with them dealing with their shit. But uh you know, it's only six episodes, and we got to get to the action in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep, that's where we are. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed the series overall so far. Looking forward to the, this next one, and then the making of, and then what comes after that. Does anybody know? I don't. Loki. Is it Loki? Yeah. Well, Loki was coming way later than <laughs> Who opened the door? It's Loki. It's, um... But it's not right away. I think it's like a couple months but it's loki so what's in between because there's supposed to be something every week well i think it's just the bad batch the star wars thing that's coming out but that's not but that's think, not mcu i know but i don't think there's i mean i've, I've heard it was <laughs> i know that no no <laughs> no jeff you don't understand there's supposed to be mcu i think there's new disney stuff every week i don't think there's necessarily mm, all mcu that's bullshit <laughs> It's bullshit that it's not all Star Wars. Fuck this yeah. Marvel shit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. There could be, but I, I think Alex is right. It's Loki, and I'm pretty sure it's it's in, it's going to come after Bad Batch or whatever this Clone Wars I thought, thing I thought is called. If was coming before Loki, but I could be wrong with that. You're wrong. <laughs> what if? What if? Sorry, Colonel Sanders. Oh, wrong. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah. I don't know if you guys anything else you want to talk about this, this episode. Um. No. Other than he gave those wings away to that his junior partner or whatever. So that's probably going to be something. That guy's nice. going to be the new Falcon or. Did you? I don't know. And there was a Mr. Falcon Robin. joke. Did you guys catch yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. No. That was great. Hey, thanks a lot, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> it's just Sam or something like that. They call him Mr. Falcon. Oh man. <laughs> awesome. That's it. I actually thought when this movie ended or this episode ended, it felt like the end of a season to me. Yeah. Because like they had their talk and Bucky with the Zemo and everything. He just walks away. Um, he does, uh, Sam does the montaging and, and he's ready to go and he's opening his pack. Like, I just felt like it could have been the end of a I I, season, I, I did have one it. question. Is like, who who's paying for Sam at this point? Like, is it just like... Because he's not really in the military, but he kind of is. He's, he's a contractor. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't really explain like where the money's coming from to like send him on these planes and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. He's got the wings. Well, maybe it'd be an Avenger. You have access to Tony Stark's bank account. Maybe, maybe there is a discretionary <laughs> Avengers fund or whatever. That is true. Didn't think about that. All right. Is that it? That's everything I want to talk about. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please go to Patreon and subscribe. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Hans Shots First. And uh, that's it. On there, you'll find some new quotes from Springfield. Like I said, maybe I'll do some Bad Batch. Who knows? I don't know. But there'll be some of these quotes from Springfield. Yeah. And Scott's doing deep shitter thoughts. <laughs> deep, or what was it? Shower thoughts. <laughs> Oh, Shower thoughts. Maybe. With Scott Williams. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. I mean, you just got to talk about your pros and cons of shitting at the workplace, <laughs> Scott, because that's...